AMC Studios in Dallas, Texas. Turn me up. It's the Red Boy Radio Show. You forgot your boarding pass. Can we can we all get along? Can we can we get along? The above entitled action find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty of the more problems we see. Now this is a story. You can't touch this. This is the Red Boy Radio Show. Content and conversations for the culture mixed with classics. With classics. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, my beautiful people? Let me welcome you to another edition of the award-winning Red Boy Radio Show. I am coming to you from Dallas, Texas, inside the MZ Studios. And family, I want to thank you all for just joining me one more time. I've been doing this thing for like six years now. Sometimes I can't keep up, but y'all been riding with me, so I definitely want to say how much I appreciate y'all for doing that. Uh, And also, fam, this particular show is not only just a regular good show, it's a celebrate. Why? Because this weekend I'm celebrating my birthday. Chapter 47 is upon the horizon, fam. I'm feeling good. I'm not conceited, but I think I'm looking good. And I'm doing the best I can to continue to be the best man I can, best husband I can, best father I can. And that's it. I'm just loving life. So I sure appreciate y'all going for this journey along with me. I've uh, I started this dream, like I said, been dreaming about it. And now I'm doing it. And I I came across a lot of people that I, I wanted to meet, uh, sit down and talk to, you know, so many different what we call celebrities. Of course, when I end up meeting them, they're just regular folk just like me. But because I've had that opportunity just for dreaming, uh, God has brought me a long way. So I'm so, so grateful to have that in my life. My wife, my son, my family, my friends, all those who love me, I sure appreciate y'all. But we're going to keep doing these things for as long as I possibly can, like they say, until the wheels fall off. So thank y'all so, so much. All right, fam, I got a great show lined up for y'all today. Y'all know how I am. I'm so old school with it. So today, we definitely going to take it back to the old school. So all my 90s babies, now you might not have been born in the 90s, but you grew up in the 90s. So y'all get ready because we're going to have a good one. But before I introduce you to my special guest, let me show some love to my beautiful co-host, my favorite retired soldier in the whole wide world who (laughs) seemed to just can't sit still. She's always moving somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> with someone. My girl, Angelie's in the building. Angelie, how you doing? Hey, doing good, doing good. How you feeling? How you feeling? I know hey, you just got back from got another vacay. Off, so I'm good. I look dark skin, y'all. I, I feel dark skin. <laughs> <Okay>. Do you? <laughs> How's the latest trip? Was good? Uh, yeah. Had a good time. Good time. Good time? Good. And you didn't bring me back nothing? Hopped on a cruise and then went to Tampa. You don't want nothing from neither one of them places. Okay, you sure? Yeah. Not a t-shirt, no nothing? Uh, you want nothing. Glass and say my name on it? Mm-mm. Keychain? Nothing. Okay, it's all good. It's all made in China. You be all right. Okay. <laughs> that works. All right, family. And then my special guest today, family, uh, I will say this real quick. I met this gentleman about two and a half years ago. I would say uh, maybe even longer than that because, you know, we were, we were trying to do this interview a long time ago, but then things happened in his family, and then COVID happened. But now we finally got the opportunity to sit down, fam. And this guy is a, a Grammy nominee. All right. He's an American Award winner. All right. He's been nominated for other awards as well, but he's also a Soul Train uh, Music Award winner as well. And y'all know he was uh, a part of a, a group that came out of Oklahoma. 
And he is none other than my man, Mr. Kevin K.T. Thornton from Color Me Bad. Y'all give it up for my man, K.T. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening, K.T.? How you feeling, bro? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Good, man. Glad yeah. to have you here, man. It's, it's a good day. Uh, it's my birthday celebration. Hey. Glad you finally made it for that because I'm yeah, going to celebrate yeah. these 90s days. Let's do it. So Let's how's the family? Everybody good, though? Everybody's good. I mean, 2021 was rough. I mean, yeah. that was a hard year to get through. But, you know, uh, with the new beginnings of 2022, you know, uh, things are looking up. That's good. Yeah. That now, during the, during the pandemic, you lose anyone important, man, any family members, what have you? Yeah, well, really everything hit in 2021. Uh, it was like, I mean, like, seriously, we were we were losing, like, one person every month. Wow. Like, I mean, from January all the way down to December uh, was really hard. I lost my dad in, um, in uh, June. Uh, my wife lost her... her um, her grandparents, both of them, they were mm. in their 90s. Uh, her grandfather during the ice storm mm. uh, and uh, lost a couple of pets. We had to put down some dogs, and they, you know, of course, they become family. Yeah. Uh, and then we lost my mother-in-law in January. But like I said, emotionally, the hardest part was uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. That and I lost a, a sister also. I mean, the day before Thanksgiving. I mean, it was just rough, one thing after another. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we're on the uh, bounce back right now, so it's good. I'm good now. Yeah. Good. That's that, good that's thing. why I said yes. All right. You gotcha. know, when it was just the right time, and you reached out at the right time. If it was last year, I couldn't. We had to kind of. We were just scratching to survive and just make it emotionally now we're, we're embracing you know whatever got open doors god has for us gotcha gotcha man i'm sorry to hear that about your family members man definitely uh but i'm um, glad we're still here we're blessed you know and 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 uh, may they all rest in peace yeah you know not because i know not only yourself a lot of families out there lost a whole lot of folks over the last two years so just be grateful that we're still here you know i'm grateful that yeah. i still get to celebrate another birthday at the same time i feel bad for those who lost uh their loved ones as well but at the same time i'm just grateful to Still be and be a father, you know, yeah, as much yeah. as I possibly can, man. Well, you know, yeah. I think I, I was just sharing this uh, yesterday with some people. Um, I was telling telling them that you know I believe that God allows us to go through situations, mm-hmm. hard situations, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that we can have empathy. I, I learned the difference between sympathy and empathy. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is when you know you 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 feel for somebody. But when you empathize, that means you understand what they're they're going through, mm-hmm. and so because you've gone through something similar, and so um, I, I look at it as a, a way of God entrusting us, you know, with His plans. Mm. So here it is. He's I think He He allows us to go through this because He knows we're not going to jump ship in the middle of the storm. Yeah. And then once we get back on our feet, then we will be able to help somebody up else up in need so it's, it, it it works out you yeah know, it does all work out so it's a good thing there we go there we go there it is so family once again uh we got a great show we, we're going to get to know a little bit of these stories behind the scenes of color me bad how ah. it came to be the whole nine <laughs> we're gonna go there we're gonna take it all the way back to it. the 90s family and if you're watching my youtube right now and you have no idea who it is i would probably guarantee you maybe at least 90 percent of y'all are here because of him <laughs> you got me alright so let's set the tone real quick fam like I said this is a celebrate it's my birthday weekend so what I want to do is get into one of my favorite hip hop songs that came out back in the 90s man it was my party song whenever my birthday came around I always made sure this was the first song not only because I love the beat itself but it also has a sample one of my favorite groups was Earth Wind and mm. Fire 
All right. And this called On Your Face. Y'all y'all hear the sample for y'all old school folks. All right. So let's get into Queen Pen. A party ain't a party. And we'll be right back with my man, KT, my girl, Angela. This is the Red Boy Radio Show. Let's go. As I walk into this city, I can feel you digging me with your glass of rim. You had one too many, but still I'm impressed with your wild out in me. It's a party, and I got to run on through, but maybe later on we can chat over booze. See, I thought you knew. Ain't no delaying what I'm saying. Want me to rewind, select up my track, it one way. I said it's a party. I got to run on through. We rolling 20 plus. You can follow if you choose. See, ain't nothing changed since the days of the queue. Except the elimination of one or two up my crew. Yeah, it's you. But true, I got to browse on through. You can catch me at the bar, being shady to my old crew. How I do. Make moves like a shoe. Catch me on the rebound. Or maybe at the tunnel. Yo, we're partying, partying, this ran off through. And leave it to my crew. It's gonna be player proof. Down the whole bottle of Henny, peeping shorties in my business, seeing many. But there's something about you. You seem off the hook, giving me the I want to say something new. Plus, I just you women. Got my whole team staring. You not bouncing with me, I'm not hearing. Licking the mitts, for real, like you really wanted. Did you tell them what they got that's blunt? Say for real, for real. Shorty vibe gives you down. To go hard with the camp a whole round. You see, I have my eyes on you from way across the room. You look so good from over here. I can smell your perfume, I assume. If I try to come make it to you, think that I was only out to hit you. She used an intelligent tick with an innocent type of smile. Held my temptation back for a while. So my brother Charlie, I'll be back here. That's pretty Lewis, fit nice to watch my jacket. Make the dust to my lips, put the drink in my hand. Took a sip, let my legs expand. Cause that's how we do. Party till I run through it. Pick them, sick them, stick them. That's how I do it. Move it, get down, keeping y'all moving. Certified game type proven. All right, dealer of the dead floor. Making all y'all stomp and clap. You feeling me? Damn sure. I had the answers for your dancer since way back, putting it down like that. I came in the door, 20 or more. Watch the dance floor, cause we like it raw. Dawn got my head spinning like a set of rims. Love the butter like a pair of Tim's. What the deal, shorty? Wanna rock with me? Take it back through the wild with me. Spin the cast like Monopoly. Word slurred and my vision is blurred. But a party ain't a party till I slide with a bird. Whoa.
this brand or through it. Leave it to my crew, it's gon' be player proof. After three rounds, we gon' blow off this roof. A party ain't a party till this brand or through Hey, my loves, it's your sister Monique, and you're listening to my brother on Red Boy Radio, classic R&B and hip-hop. Y'all know what it is. Welcome back, family, to the award-winning Red Boy Radio Show. This is content and conversations for the culture mixed with some classics. And speaking of classics, fam, we got my man, Mr. Kevin KT Thornton in the building from Color Me Bad. Once again, Kevin, up, how are up? you feeling, sir? I'm feeling great, bro. Cool. I'm glad we finally able to to connect. Oh, man. definitely. We've been talking about it for a while now. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy too, especially because it's my birthday weekend, man. I'm, I'm feeling I'm well, feeling good. Happy way, birthday! Way to, to you, start bro. it off. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm good, good. So let's get into it, man. I go. I know there's some people out there watching. Of course, I know who you are. You All know, right. you're, you're a fellow Oklahoma, just like myself. Uh, Boomer Sooner is in the building. That's how we do. But let everybody know real quick that who don't know who you are. I um, my name is Kevin Thornton. Uh, went by. KT, uh, I'm from from a group called Color Me Bad. Now I'm I have to shout out Texas because I'm originally born in Amarillo, Texas. Okay, so my heart is is in Texas, but I went to school in um, Oklahoma. Um, I'm not I had known the uh, the uh, lead singer Brian Abrams since junior high school, mm-hmm. and then um, we met uh, Sam Waters and and um, Mark Calderon in high school, and you know we formed a group then uh, just basically you know having a love of singing and 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 just try to um you know perform for a talent show mm-hmm. uh and initially we were actually called take one that was our original group uh name we were saying that you know we can we can hit these vocals in one take and this and, that and the other <laughs> and we were doing a cappella and it just so happens that you know who hits the scene? Take six, and uh, I mean, and you know everybody bows down to take six. I mean, all of us, us boys to men. I mean, you give homage to take six. So we knew if we ever made it, we would have to change the name, and we came up with some really crazy names. <laughs> uh, but to be perfectly honest, nobody really know. I'm gonna give you the industry an- answer, and then I'm gonna give you the real. Okay. So the industry answer, as far as the name of the group, is that you know we're color me bad. You had me who who. I, I always say I put the color in color me bad because I'm the black guy, right? <laughs> right. right? Right. And then you had Brian who um, was white and um, has some uh, American Indian in him. And then you had Mark Calderon who uh, was white and Hispanic. And then you had just straight white guy, um, Sam Waters. So we were like, you know, if you're going to color us anything, color us bad. Bad isn't good. Uh, like Michael Jackson bad. I think we said extra bad because we had the extra D. But to All be right. honest with you, we found a racehorse in Oklahoma mm. uh, at the racetrack named Color Me Bad. We threw another D on it, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah, Just like that. The racetrack. Just yeah. like that. So when y'all presented that name, how did they, how did other folks feel about it when you said that? We just did it, did it catch on real quick? No, no. Nah, nah. Yeah. No. Nah. And, and, and to be honest, let me, let me tell you, start talking about catching on. Yeah. All right, so anybody that really knows about our group, you know, a lot of times people don't know the name. They mm. know the song. Okay. You know, and, and the song was I Want to Sex You Up, came off of the New Jack City soundtrack. Um, the the crazy thing about it, I promise you, nobody knew that song was going to do what it was going to do. In fact, mm. we weren't even supposed to sing that song. All right, so mm. there's a lot of history going on here. So... Technically, we had we had done a, a showcase for Giant Records. 
they said that they were going to sign us. So what they did was they were they were signing uh, brand new artists, and then they had these established artists that they were going to put on to this uh, movie soundtrack mm -hmm. called New Jack City. All right, and so we met with some producers. We were writing our uh, some some material, you know, for our own album. But we met with these producers, and we were supposed to sing the song. If I'm dreaming, just let me sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Chris, Christopher Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's the one we were supposed to actually do. And so we were in Oklahoma uh, working on our material. Um, a representative from the uh, record label named Gary Harris came down with the producer who did Dreaming and also this new guy named Dr. Freeze. Mm -hmm. And and so we were, you know, really hype about doing I'm Dreaming and uh right before we ended, Free I mean uh uh Gary Harris was just lounging on the couch and he just said, Hey Freeze, won't you play that sex you up joint? Mm -hmm. And we heard to the ah tick tock, you don't stop. And it was it must have been a performance track because all it had was the beat and it had the background vocals. It didn't have any lyrics for the uh, verses. Okay. So we were like, that's the one we want. And we were kind of nervous with the, the sexual content, but we wrote, a, we wrote a whole version to it. So when we got ready to actually record it, uh, Dr. Freeze was late mm -hmm. coming to the studio. Um, and we wanted to just show him, you know, we professional with this, you know. So we went in and just recorded it. Um, our version, we had wrote, written lyrics to it. In fact, the the speaking part, girl, you make me feel so good. You know, all of that, right. that was my, my <laughs> attempt at being Barry White. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, Secret Garden, I was trying so hard. I so uh, we did that, and then all of a sudden he comes in, and we're like, we finished the song, we finished the song. He said, oh, I can't wait to hear it. And so he listened to it, and then he gets ticked off. He's mad. He was like, what lyrics are that? Because his had the falsetto. Come inside, take off okay. your coat. All of that, you know. And so, so let, let me get so the the original, the one we hear all the time in the video. Yeah, that's what the falsetto. Yeah. So, so that was y'all's original lyrics. So the one. No, we no, no, the, no, no. Okay, no, that was his original lyrics. Okay, okay. So we wrote another one. Hey, beautiful lady. So the, so the New Jack City version is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, gotcha. so we yeah. had that version. So yeah. you, a lot of people didn't even know that there was two versions. But the crazy thing about it is that. We were like, okay, well, we'll we'll just do a rough draft of this song, um, and then we'll come back. The record company said we can come back and we can re-record it. Yeah. So literally, um, Doctor Freeze was giving Brian the lines in falsetto because he could sing too, mm -hmm. giving it to him from the vote in from the uh, mic in the in the uh, in the console, mm -hmm. and Brian would just sing it, just give a rough draft. But they never allowed us to go back into the studio. So what you hear as the single is really just a demo. Really? Oh, yeah, it wow. was just a yeah, it was just a demo. Brian was ticked. He was hot. He was wow. hot that he never got to because he's a perfectionist yeah. on the on the vocals. But I didn't even find this out until later. That song, I Wanna Sex You Up, was originally for Belle Bid DeVoe. Mm. And they turned it down. That's crazy. Oh, I can yeah, see it. I, I can yeah. I can hear Rick a little bit. You know, well, you know, because yeah. Doctor Freeze did their stuff. He did yeah. Poison. Yeah. He yeah. did uh, uh, what? Do me that girl? Do yeah. me all yeah. of that. All yeah. of that. He he did all of that. Mm -hmm. So and I and I, I was doing some research. So I got I see uh, BBD had a had a uh, crack at it. Keith Sweat and Christopher. 
right? Oh, Christopher Wee. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I only knew. I only yeah. heard heard about uh, BBD. BBD. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they also turned it down. So I'm trying to hear Keith. You know, he begged too much. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that would have fit Keith. I don't think he had enough. Yeah, and, enough. and Christopher yeah. would have had to had to with the if the if the fossil was the original. I can't hear Christopher singing that one because his yeah. his voice wasn't that he didn't he couldn't pick he up the fossil that, that I know of. You know, so yeah, oh, if it was the original, if it was y'all's lyrics, then I can hear it. Mm -hmm. But right. I can't hear the falsetto. That's right. just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, it's cool how stuff falls into place. Yeah. Like yeah. destiny was destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when when so when you first uh, so y'all dropped it now and it is done and y'all go back to wherever you got to go back and you actually hear it on the soundtrack on the radio first, whichever one it was. How did that? Well, see, make y'all feel known that y'all didn't get go back and finish what you want. Well, to this is the thing. I'm yeah. gonna tell you how how crazy it was. Nobody knew what we looked like. And and I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to, I can be honest. You can, because right. you know, I was going to say, you know what, where you going? I already know, because I'm going to tell you right now, as a kid, mm -hmm. when yeah. we heard it, we thought y'all was all automatic. We did yeah. a whole bunch of brothers. Yeah. They yeah. killing the game mm -hmm. until we saw the picture. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so what happened was the honest truth of it, this is before the internet. You know what I mean? You didn't have mm -hmm. social media. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have YouTube, any of that stuff. Um, so radio would be what would break groups, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, what happened was people were seeing the movie and they heard the song mm. on the movie from that particular that scene, scene. Right. Right. And then they would call the radio station. So I found out what was happening because the record company kept promising us all the new artists. Well, yeah, we're going to release you guys. We're going to release your singles and stuff like that. But, to be honest, I don't think they ever planned on it, ever. Because they were releasing all the established. You had Ice-T doing his thing. You had um, uh, Keith Sweat's Sweat. single mm -hmm. coming out. Um, I think I think Queen Latifah did something. Um, so all of this was coming out. Then all of a sudden, our song starts playing on the radio. Now, we're in New York. We moved from Oklahoma to New York. Okay. We were living in Long Island. We had um, gotten a house that we were, I think we were renting it at the time. We were we were so poor at the time <laughs> that our song is blasting all over the radio, and we our our electricity's out. We didn't have any heat. Wow, we didn't have any heat. <laughs> like literally, we didn't have any heat. But but people are blasting our songs, and then we find out it's like worldwide. Nobody nobody that we let hear the song mm. could figure out what they they couldn't tell if they liked it or not because it wasn't fast and it wasn't slow it was somewhere right, right in, in between yeah. and then you had the content about kind of just straight up in your face now it sounds like a nursery rhyme compared to what's <laughs> yeah. out now but, but back then it was kind of cutting edge you know what i mean and i mean we we personally weren't trying to do that personally but it just happens that you know we we fell in love with the music and you know the rest became history you know we we, we they put us on the uh Club MTV tour, okay. We, so we it, so it was really great because I mean, just like you, I mean, I'm a huge um, New Edition fan. Yes, so sir. we were on on the tour with Bell Biv DeVoe, Tony, 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 which actually was one of the first groups we ever met mm -hmm. um, before we even got signed. We would try to meet people and sing a cappella for, for them. Um, uh, in, in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. at these when we heard that they were coming through, there every every R and B group went through this um, uh, um, club called the Odyssey at the time. Okay, and uh, we met even though we were too young, 
to actually uh, be in the club. We made arrangements with the um, with the owner. We said, listen, you don't have to even pay us, but let us be the opening act for these groups. Just allow us to come in during sound check so we can meet them. Yeah. We, we were able to meet Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, we were able to meet uh, Troop. Oh, wow. Doing yeah. that. In fact, when, when Troop's song came on, there's a song called Still in Love, we were like, we sing this song. They're like, sing it then. <laughs> and And I remember them saying, you sound just like us. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we were huge fans of, of theirs. You know, so we were on uh, Gerardo. I don't know if you remember Gerardo. Um, Not sure. He yeah. had the Hispanic dude. He had uh, Rico Suave. Oh, okay. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah uh, Rico then, Suave guy with the bandana on his head. Yeah. yeah and the so, tight jeans. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> so there was us. So that was the first tour that we were on. Then we moved on, um, and we did uh Paul Abdul tour. tour. We opened for her, uh, like, for two tours. And on the off days, we were um, headlining. Wow. Now I was now I'm looking at all the folks that y'all did bump into. Yeah. But the one that stood out to me, which was like you wouldn't think that all happened, was John Bon Jovi. Okay. Now that that how that even and what movie was he while you're watching to make y'all even, even come together <laughs> yeah. at that moment? All right, so this curious, is how yeah. it went. This is how it went. I told you. See, we knew that well, one, being in Oklahoma, we didn't want to sing no disrespect, we didn't want to sing country music. Yeah. And and the industry just wasn't there. So we knew we had to go to the industry. And I mean, it's just God just opened up the doors. We were just determined. Mm -hmm. We were very creative in how we would just meet them. We were we were meeting people while we were in high school, still meeting people. Um, it was almost like people we would come to school and people were like, Who'd y'all meet this week? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because we would make it make a plan to see no matter what genre of music that they sang because we just wanted to get it in right okay. so uh after i graduated or i guess after we graduated um brian and i were working at um a movie theater uh at a at a mall called penn square mall yep brian was off during this particular night uh and and we were all like, you know, we didn't go to parties and stuff. We were always hanging around, hanging out with each other. We were just our our best friends. So yeah. I knew that they would always be together. But I wasn't thinking anything. Well, at the time, Brian had lost a lot of weight. And he actually looked a lot like John Bon Jovi, right? I mean, not John Bon Jovi, like George John, Michael. Okay, yeah. Like George Michael. Yeah. All right, everybody I would always say that. that. Everybody that. would always say that. And he and he played that up, you know, with the, with the beard and <laughs> the all beard, that kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. right? And so I'm just minding my own business. I'm tearing tickets this particular night, and I see this guy walk in with group of guys and he looks like John Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. Now I hadn't heard anything on the radio about Bon Jovi being there or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was one of those things like Brian, this dude trying to look, look like, like John <laughs> Bon Jovi. <laughs> right. So when they went to get their popcorn, I just happened to turn around and I see Bon Jovi World Tour. I said, oh, I, oh, I, what? I gotta get the guys. So I faked like I was sick so I could get off of work. <laughs> I called the guys. I was like, y'all not going to believe this, but Bon Jovi is here. Get up here now. So after faking being sick and getting off, I end up coming back <laughs> probably about 30 minutes later <laughs> with the whole crew because I could get one guy 30 in. 30-minute virus. Yeah, yeah, 30-minute <laughs> virus. And Brian could get the other person in. And so we got in. It was, um, I know one of the movies was 
uh, Lean On Me. Mm. It was wow. Lean On Me. And I don't remember. They, it was two movies, right? Mm -hmm. So we sat. We just sat, waited. And so the cool thing about it is afterwards, um, Brian was the one we would always sick on you because, I mean, he would just not take no for He would just bug you to death. All right, so yeah. we, we said, go 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 ask him. So, so John Bon Jovi came out. They were getting ready to exit the movie theater and into the mall area, mm -hmm. all right? It was late at night, uh, and, and uh, Brian said, can we just bother you? We don't want to bother you too much, but can we just sing for you? That was our end. Yeah. We, we're like, we don't want anything from you. We want to just entertain you. Yeah. And he said, guys, this is my off day. We don't want anything. Just please let, let us just sing for you. Yeah. And so we went out and, oh my gosh, the acoustics in the mall. Oh my <laughs> in gosh. Square, they are was pretty just good. Oh, I'll give you that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. we, because acoustics in the, anybody that sings knows acoustics in a bathroom and a, in a parking garage is, is the hit. Right. But a mall empty, <laughs> man, it was there. So we sang for him. I think we sang an uh, old 50s tune, um, Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home, yeah. 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 And, yeah. um, and he was, he was so impressed. He said, well, that sounds pretty good. He said, but how would you like to, to sing in front of, uh, fifteen thousand mfers. Twenty thousand. All right, twenty thousand yeah. mfers, <laughs> and we're like, "What?" He's like, we, "I want you to open for us." So there was him and this other group called Skid Row, and they let us sing, you know, a cappella. Wow! Awesome. Right there at a rock concert. At a rock concert. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now he did have an opportunity to help us when we moved to New York, we're trying to land a record deal. In fact, Atlantic Records was was kind of contingent upon him saying yes to actually sign us, but he actually would have taken us, admittedly, mm -hmm. um, just the whole acapella. Right, because that's what, that's what he was introduced to, yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes that's sense. What, that's what he thought we should have done, but you know, he, he passed on us, but you know, it, it wasn't meant, so. It was all good. But it still worked out. It worked out. But check yeah. this out. Same mm -hmm. mall, Karen White. We did the same oh, thing. Superwoman. She was, she, was, she was on tour with Bobby Brown at the time. Mm -hmm. We sang for her. Um, we gave her just this jacked up cassette tape with us just <laughs> pressing points. You couldn't even hardly hear our vote. It was just terrible. It was pitiful. But we did sing for her right yeah. then and there, right? So nothing really happened of that at all. Now, this is how God works all of this. Because I remember when we met Tony, 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 um, Dwayne Wiggins said, mm. the music industry is very small. It's like a world within a world. Everybody mm. knows everybody. So what happened was when we moved to New York, I don't even know how, but somehow um, Dwayne Wiggins and Tony, Tony, Tony were there for their um, album, the one uh, it feels good. Feels good, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, they were doing like a a party or something, and we were able to connect with him and get in. And he was like, "Yo, you you guys need to come in, and uh, y'all need to go to the ASCAP event. That's where everybody is." And so he got us in. We were actually he uh, we saw Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Watch how this works. Mm. We saw Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis at the time. Didn't know it, but. Terry Lewis was dating Karen White. Mm -hmm. She remembered us from the mall 
in, in Oklahoma City. Said, yeah. Wow. And wow. told Terry, y'all need to listen to these guys. We sang some acapella tune for them. And it was Jimmy Jam who said, "Have do y'all write music? We're like, yeah. And he said, have y'all ever considered writing a song in English and Spanish? We're like, no, but we will. And that well, was because of the then, diversity that you had? Yeah. Okay. And and then we we went home. We hadn't had a record deal at that time. We went home. In fact, we flew back from, actually, we hadn't moved to New York. We were just out there visiting, trying to get a record deal. Mm-hmm. And we ended up flying back to Oklahoma City uh, to get with another producer to start writing some music. And that's when we came up with um, I Adore Me More, which went number one oh, on the I pop charts and the R&B charts. But that was based off of meeting Jimmy, Jimmy Jam. Jam and ain't that amazing how good they are? They can look at an artist yeah. and tell you exactly what direction you should go in. Yeah, they, you know they, I mean? they, that was great working with them. I mean, they were just so, it was just really great. Wow. Amazing. And then as you guys are doing the harmony, I know you guys created, because, you know, we, we had your boys and men, you had your new additions, you had yeah. your backstreet, if you will, and then it's you all, kind of in that same genre, mm-hmm. but you guys are doing, a, you know, acapella, so you guys labeled your way of doing things as hip-hop yeah, doo-wop. Uh, uh, doo-wop, yeah. Hip-hop. Yeah, how, how, how'd y'all come up with that? It was just, just kind of randomly just kind of It came out, it just grew. And it sounds good, don't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doo-wop, yeah. hip-hop. You got a question, Ashley? I have a question. I just remember. Yeah. Not knowing what y'all looked like, and but I knew the "Color Me Bad" song when it came yeah. on the radio. So we all went, you know, you got to run and so you could push play. You know, yeah. you like hoping you, yeah. yeah, hoping you can get it on your, you know, your little tape or whatever. And then we saw the video on the MTV. Video, we right. were like, oh! <laughs> and of course, you know, everybody's dying when we oh, see yeah, the video. Yeah, we're yeah. like, what? There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I got, I got something for that too. So you know, remember um, the the movie. Soul Food, well, the 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 series, the series Soul Food and Showtime, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Showtime. So you remember Darren Dewitt Henson? Henson, yeah, he choreographed that whole video. That was before oh, he was yeah. acting. Yeah. Really, yeah, coolest dude. Yeah, he's coolest yeah. Dude. I, we've met a couple really? times and interviewed him here and in New Orleans. So yeah, he's he's really yeah. good dude. He was our first video. Yeah, and I, and I'll take it back to like Angelique saying, you know, you listen to that song. Of course, at the time, uh, at that age, we should, probably shouldn't have been listening to it. Oh yeah. You know I mean? I, well, I think, that's why I we think, was listening to because right, yeah, I got yeah. snuck into the movie to watch New Jack City anyway. <laughs> I wasn't quite eighteen just yet, you know. But I remember being at the time. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, may she forever rest in peace. Uh, she she's the one who, who played it for me, and we would play it all the time. And her mama fell in love with it. So when they in there playing cards, that was a song that was playing well before we even seen the video. Right, yeah. right. And then right, when the video yeah. hits, not only we see the diversity, we all shot because that that sound is just. So different. Right. And then on top of that, when we found out y'all were right up the road, because I'm in Lawton at this okay, point. Yeah, y'all yeah. right up the road. I was like, oh, yeah, they're my cousins. <laughs> you know how black folk do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my cousin, my cousin. Yeah. 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 And wasn't it crazy, though? <laughs> wasn't it so wild that, think back to the movie. Yeah. The uh, the guys in the movie, the whole crew, were called CMB. Yes. Right, right. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I was like, come on. CMB. So even even when the, came, the, the album cover came out and it yeah, said CMB, yeah. you kind of tied the two together. Mm-hmm. You wondered, was that on purpose? Yeah, but. Well, we, you know, they, yeah. we thought they was light skin. Right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. We didn't really think they was white. They was white skin. I mean, well, they was light skin when we saw the video. They, they mixed. Right. They light skin. There's no way they're white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so even now, I, I would ask you this: How does it, even if you pay attention, you're right? Mm-hmm. Th- does does it ever resonate with you that even now, as you play "I Adore," you play uh, "I Set You Up," that everyone 
is still in the zone when they hear that song. Because it's one of those songs that that's going to last a lifetime. There yeah. are a lot of people put out songs, and they're one-hit wonders, right. and they're okay. But that song, and I know I joked about it at the beginning of the show, that song will last forever. And at the same time, us older folks now. It takes you back to where you were back. at. Yeah. I mean, you hear that yeah. song, and everybody's running for dance floor. Hey, right, right. Yeah. That's it's the a, song. It's one of them, Ooh, that's my jam. Yeah. 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 How does yeah. how does that feel for you when you know that that's people are going to live off of that probably for the rest of their lives? Well, I'll I put it like this. Like I said, I'm be completely transparent. I remember uh, years ago, Yeah. you know, after having, you know, I left the industry in 98 to pursue ministry and 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 you know I would hear the song come on periodically um sometime after that you know especially in the 2000s and see growing up like old school would be like earth wind and fire mm-hmm. cool in the gang something like that and they're like here's the old old school chant color me back <laughs> I'm like what I'm right like, hey, old school old now school yeah. so now I've embraced it you right. know what I mean I've embraced it so I mean anytime you can make a mark you know and yeah. um you know there's some 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 really great things in the industry there were some things that were that were you know uh really unfortunate in the industry that I've seen as well but overall you know no one can take away from you what you've done yeah you know what yeah. I mean yeah. we did some things no matter what, we did some things that not a lot of people were able to actually do. They only dreamed of, and we're blessed because of it. In yeah. fact, with I'm 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 so a people person. I'm appreciative of everything. Yeah, of everything. So if that that song gave you love, and and I, I'm thankful that I could be a part of your life in mm. in, in that in that genre, um, and then. It's given me a voice, you know. Now that I do the ministry aspect of it, um, it gives me a voice simply because I was in the group. People are fond of it. People are willing to at least hear me out. Mm. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like, you know what? Well, if that's the case, I got something to say. Right, that's true. (laughs) Because a lot of folks won't they they hear a lot clearer when yeah. they know you've been some of the, through the same thing yeah. they went through. Yeah. yeah, And that's even better. And then, like I said, we talk about the song itself and the vocals, but of course, you know, back in the 90s, everybody, everybody's song had to have that one person that spoke yeah, with that yeah, yeah. voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to know that yeah. was you doing that, how does yeah. that make you had to do that? You know yeah, what I mean? Was, I, was, I just <laughs> fell into it. I knew because at the time, you know, you never really satisfied. I mean, I guess, I don't know. People are just never really satisfied with themselves. I mean, I, I guess I wanted to always stretch. Mm-hmm. So, at one point, you know, having done the acapella thing, mm-hmm. you know, I was the established base. That was it. Yeah. And I and I just wanted to grow from that. So I, you know, I kept trying to. Now I don't have I have a, a more of an extensive uh, vocal range. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I wanted to sing some some leads, you right, know what right, I mean, and right. and um and I just wanted to, to to extend that, but you know I I used my benefit. I mean I was right. done. I was yo. I'm saying I was pre saved, so I was trying to <laughs> do my thing. I was like, I yeah, dude, let's go, Barry, let's go, right. Barry Junior, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, now, now yeah. after I uh, posted the uh, promotion on uh, Instagram and my Facebook, uh, like we said over here, um, Lisa mm-hmm. was your, your previous style. She reached mm-hmm. out to me, and she was saying she was uh, very proud of the fact that a lot of the clothes or whatnot that she mm-hmm. put you all in, people are still copying that now. Now, I'll show you when we get off air, but the picture is just, 
It's one of them pictures. All right. She, sh- she actually sent me a picture of you at the American Music Awards. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. is when you're only wearing leather sleeves. Yeah. Right? And, and you should. All, yeah. this, all this is out. Yeah. You remember yeah. that picture? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And 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 a cool thing about it, because I think I I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I did it first. Um, but she also worked with Bobby, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, because he also and when he I did, seen it, yeah, I he, seen he had that outfit yeah, he had on. It. So, yeah. so I don't know who actually did it first, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa was cutting. We we I you know I give her props. She knows her stuff. You know, yeah. and she she really. In fact, I remember the very first performance, uh, national performance we did was Soul Train, mm. and we were in the and we were in we just trusted her, and I forget how we even hooked up. It was through I think a, some sort of photo shoot we were doing mm-hmm. and we just loved her style and and she was she was always you know in on what was was hot and she was like these colors are about to pop so i remember i had a purple suit i think you know brian had a yellow suit it Somebody was some had a bright colors it like bright. skittles but it, <laughs> it, it got your attention yeah 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 you know and yeah. um and then but look you know later on cross colors came mm-hmm. out right. with the whole thing just as bright and brilliant yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> um so you know you know give her props on that and then i rem- i remember going out and and she she was <laughs> she was she was uh she, she, we were looking for clothes for the award show, wow. and she was like, "All right, now here's something. It's a little edgy, but you know, I was like, let's go." Because I was, like, I, and then, and then I get to, I, I was always trying, I, I was just mad. I was always trying to take off my clothes. Like, I like, <laughs> I can, I can, I can do this because it started out with a vest. Right. Okay. Boom. That is. <laughs> yeah, everybody was doing that back there. Yeah. The men were undressing, but the women were covered up. Back yeah, TLD, TLC. Yeah, yeah we were, yeah. you know, we covered it, which is funny. Yeah, it was even crazy. <laughs> it's opposite when I, now. Yeah, yeah. And when I got when I got that picture, I realized that's one of the main uh, outfits that they're wearing in the Bobby Brown movie as well. He's wearing he, when he's walking around. He's got that same either I think it's either red or black because I think it's in a new edition movie and on the Bobby Brown movie. He's wearing just those leather sleeves, and yeah. pants and whatnot. So yeah. it's definitely, uh, yeah. I guess at that time, yeah, iconic because now they're using it. You know what I mean? There it is. So going back to the award show as we're talking, um, I know that you said when you first, of course, you came out, you guys were trying to find this deal or whatnot. You recorded the song, Mm -hmm. not sure of, you know, going back to do the vocals, but now you're sitting in this audience full of all your peers, right? Mm -hmm. And they call y'all's name and give you that American Music Award. How how did that feel? It was just a dream come true, you know. We had beaten out um, Boys to Men, um, for that particular award um and but we had a lot of respect for them in fact we we had met them we had met them prior to them actually breaking so we just had a lot of a lot of respect for for them and to this day i think that they're one of the best vocal groups ever yeah you know um but uh i remember uh Let's see who all was there. Then I, I met I met uh, Gene Simmons in backstage. Mm. I think um, I think Will Smith was uh, was hosting uh, that particular uh, night. Um, BB and CC Winans mm. uh, got to meet them and uh, just a bunch of folks. It was just you know once you begin to get in that realm, all of that stuff becomes. I don't want to say normal. The war show itself was was a dream come true, and it was exciting. But then the people 
because people are actually people. Right, you know what I right, mean? I don't, yeah. I don't really get starstruck yeah. by too many people. Now, New Edition a little bit. I still fan <laughs> out a little bit, I will say, yeah, because they were one. just so yeah. instrumental. And in, we wanted to, at least I, I wanted to be New Edition so bad. And I wanted what they had, you know, uh, so bad, especially that when they got, uh, uh, I loved all of their genres, but when they had any heartbreak and then, mm. and, and then uh, um, uh, Johnny Gill came out. I was like, what? Right. What is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's just so great. So um, so it is one of those things that it's you, you, you start getting around the industry people and it becomes familiar, but the experience itself was was really great. Mm. Exciting. Yeah. And now is there any, I know that you're in your ministry now. Is there any time that you look back at your accomplishments and just tend to just give yourself a pat on the back. I mean, sometimes I tell people it's, it's okay to do that. Is you do the same every now and again or um, is it different? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a proud, I'm proud of our accomplishments. You yeah. know, I'm, I mean, we, we even knocked Michael Jackson out of the number one spot mm. with one of our songs, yeah. you know, so it's a great accomplishment. Um, I, I guess there were some, there, there are things behind the scenes that kind of overshadow some of the, the great moments. I'm, yeah. I'm really pleased and thankful for some of the great moments, but then there's some some really crushing moments and very unfortunate moments. You know how not everybody can handle fame, mm. mm-hmm. and and then you know um, I I remember hearing a quote um, a, a while back from uh, before he had passed. Luther Vandross had said uh, in an interview, "The music business is ten percent." Music, ninety percent business. So you got to know the business, and whatever you don't know, people are willing to to really exploit that. So we got we saw the the oh, yeah. the, the now shady with the side now with that. the background shows and movies and stuff, you're able to see that. Yeah. Olivia was asking me uh the other uh just yesterday she, she likes she's like you know Michelle I said well yeah we all listen to Michelle mm-hmm. he's like did you know Trey was hitting on her and I was like we yeah. didn't know at we the didn't time. time no we right. didn't yeah. we didn't know at the time we didn't know all that background mm-hmm. and what was happening in the studio because all we know is the music you yeah. know now that and you, you didn't have, have internet, the internet right yeah, now that you that. have the yeah. internet stuff you hear the background story and you're like dang yeah. Right. You know, right. and you you watch all the stories, the new edition stories and stuff, and you see how you know managers were ripping y'all right. off, yeah. and how we thought y'all were making millions and millions of dollars, and yeah. it was them making the millions of dollars yeah. and taking them yeah. and, and stuff, and yeah. you know, embezzling, like you know, especially with y'all being young adults, who knows that you got to pay taxes or that people are scraping off the top and right. stuff. You know, yeah. Yeah. you had no idea. Like you, do you need to have to? in a business management school right. while Just, you're yeah. being an artist because if you don't you don't know yeah yeah you know i mean you know i you know the, the way that they approached it to us i don't know if i'm speaking too much but no, the way didn't. they they were way there i remember the night i remember uh having the the meeting with our management you know we were thankful but we were so we were so naive we we just so believed in ourselves. And believed in the talent, we thought that that was just going to carry us. And and you know, like I said, those things uh, will become exploited. And I remember them saying to us, um, you know, well, because uh, we had two managers at the time, and and I remember them saying, well, you know, you guys are just great vocalists and performers, and 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 we would never tell you how to perform or how to go into the studio and write songs and stuff. Uh, but likewise, 
we're just as talented in business. And that's what you hired us for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we need you guys just to trust us in business. And we're like, well, we don't trust you in business. We trust you. <laughs> You're our managers yeah. Yeah. and stuff. And we're going to leave you alone to do that. And then they, they brought up, like, power of attorney. We didn't know what that was. And that was the thing. I always ask questions. Mm -hmm. But we could only ask from the people that were around us. Mm. So they were able to tell us only, and they kept us really isolated. Right. That, I guess, in a sense, in hindsight, actually kind of protected us from some of the stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, it, it was just a, kind of a double-edged sword, you know, because there are some other things that I guess could have really come at us, um, you know, in a negative sense that we were kind of shielded because we were... They kind of ingrained that in us, you know, you got to keep the, the family tight and stuff. And we treated everybody like family. That's why it was so disheartening when I found out that they had betrayed us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was really disheartening for me. Yeah, because y'all were definitely one of those, again, those groups that's, uh, we don't throw it around loosely, it's iconic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. It, it's iconic. Thank the you style, so much. The, the hip-hop doo-wop, I mean. Mm -hmm. You don't find too many other people like that, you know. And with that, I mean, of course, like I said, you had your boys and men, you had your new edition, but y'all kind of stood off by yourself. And I really, I really feel, I'm really saying that, not because you're sitting here, but right. I really feel because everybody has a little different style. And that particular style for you all had was definitely one that we would, we would carry. And like I said, whenever you look at a list now, you can look on the internet. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the internet, Google, Google top 50 or top 20 oh, yeah. R&B songs of the 90s. Y'all going to be right and I, there. And I, yeah. one thing I, I will say, I, I, and and Lisa helped bring it out, and and then we just was just who we were. I thought that the audience could really, I guess, relate to different personalities. You yeah. know, instead of we 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 were purposeful and not no disrespect, but we didn't want to be like the boys to men and the old temptations. Everybody wearing the same thing. Right. We yeah. may wear the similar colors, but we're gonna flip it up. I'm probably and I'm probably somewhere without a shirt somewhere, you know. Always, <laughs> you know what I mean? right. but, but you know, but we were gonna flip flip that thing up and be relatable on, on that level, and I think that's what we we did oh, accomplish yeah. that. And oh. that's being military; it's totally different. So when you're in the military, you listen to every genre of music, yeah. whether it's you know country, R and B, mm -hmm. rap, or whatever. And it was so great to see. I mean, because y'all were like a mix up like the military was, you know, yeah. back in the day yeah. where you, you're used to seeing either all black or all white. So having a mixture it, in, in the nineties is when we started mixing where it was out in the open mm -hmm. where it was mixing. It was good to see, you know, yeah. you want to see in society things that you can relate to. Yeah. Right. And I, and this one, one thing that, I mean, we didn't have a lot of say in, in, where we were going and stuff like that. Even the radio stations, I mean, there was a little politics because we broke R&B, but then we crossed over to pop. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then there were like a lot of the, we wanted to adhere and, and really love on the R&B stations, but mm -hmm. then the pop stations, like if you go to this radio station, we're not going to play you. And then the politics with the record company, yeah, it got really, it got, and then, but then people were blaming us yeah. You know, we're like, it ain't us. But one of the things, you're talking about the military. Uh, we did some uh, shows overseas. I think Okinawa, I believe it was, mm -hmm. uh, at the military base. Um, but it would have been great now in hindsight if we would have done more 
even a, a military tour, that would have been so much fun. Oh, yeah. You know, that would have been so Y'all much fun. Y'all would have saw another baby boom, though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, just to let you know, we're on the military side, so it was played every, you know. Yeah, it was already enough. Yeah. Everybody's playing. The Mexican kids are playing. I mean, because we're all hung together, so yeah, we're going to play. Right. Yeah. And it was cool to see it happening during yeah. that time period. Yeah, so so real quick, I know I know Aspire. We just gonna keep this one rolling real quick until we finish that because it's a wonderful conversation. I love hearing all this the stories in the background. So when it goes back to the group itself, um, as far as the friendships, do you do you guys still close or if that's something, if that's something you want to discuss? Not I mean, talk about it. Yeah, you know, I told you I'll be. I'm I'm transparent. Unfortunately, yeah. it it's not. That's one of the dark shadows of it. Yeah. Um, you know. You know, I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but you know, everybody kind of are familiar with Brian and his his um, addiction with alcohol, mm-hmm. um, and 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 literally his, you know, his his bout with alcoholism opened my eyes mm-hmm. a great deal because I, I was so because at the time I just did not drink. You know, well, I, it's I, so readily available. Well, You're you on know tour. what? There's sex, drugs, and alcohol. Okay, so I mean, this you is this have is a one cool of them thing. three. Now, yeah. this is a cool thing. <laughs> I mean, and it's only God. It's only God. Yeah. One of our managers was a crackhead, hmm. like legitimately, but everybody kept it from us when we first started. We just knew we we moved into his apartment with his girlfriend. Uh, it was a one-bedroom apartment. Of course, they got the bedroom. So it's six people in mm. this bedroom, you know what I mean, sleeping on the floor and all that kind of thing. And he would just kind of bounce and disappear. And he would come back with these stories. So we were thinking, thinking he was cheating on his girl. Mm. Come find out. He was out doing his thing, you know mm. what I mean? And they finally sat us down and told us what it was. So, you know, that experience when I saw the struggle that he had and, and how it hurt people around him, I didn't want to allow myself to get involved with anything that would cause me my mind to alter like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or get addicted. So I was really afraid of that. Mm-hmm. So I stayed away from all of that. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. fact, I almost became uh, like the police. I almost got into some fights trying to protect, you know, the guys, you know, from the, well, primarily Brian, you know, yeah. I've, I've told some people, hey, man, look, you ain't bringing that to our group. You yeah. know what I mean? Straight up. But because I was so naive, I, I would think, well, you know, just stop drinking. Don't drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't oh, yeah. realize how that you can't addictive just stop. Yeah. Right. it was. I didn't know it was like, because it was legal. Right, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was legal. I did not realize something that addictive could be legal. And then I saw what it did to his life. So it opened my eyes up. But it's really hard to be in a relationship with somebody like that, a meaningful, because I hold a great value on on friendship. Mm-hmm. And I'm that type of friend that's going to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. And unfortunately, a lot of times people with addiction want to be surrounded by enablers. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not that. Definitely. So that caused a wedge. Although we have you know, reconciled some things, uh, one of the other guys in the group, uh, I'll leave. Well, you'll figure it out in a second. <laughs> but here, I'll leave him ma- nameless. But yeah, he he he's unfortunately a real shady individual. Unfortunately, mm. he he's 
Anyway, that's all I'm going to say well, about him. If you have anything really... with a group of individuals, there's going to be some kind of jealousy. Somebody's got yeah. more singing time. Somebody's yeah. more popular or something. But there, 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 there's there's a level of respect and yeah. just yeah. just moral. I mean, just, you know, and I, you know, anyway, I'm going to leave it at fame, that. But, but I will people. say this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam, uh, he, you know, he went on to do really great things. Um, he always, he never really wanted to be out, out front in the limelight. He, he always liked that. Yeah. yeah. So he ended up, uh, you know, forming a, a you know, a, a writing team uh, with a guy in California. I think that they, um, they, I remember meeting Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. uh, before she broke. I think he helped her. Um, and and very they wrote a lot of songs for like the American Idol winner so and Celine Dion and a lot of folks so he's done really well with that he was a um, a, a record ex- company executive at one point and I and the blessing of now we're really we're still cool in fact I just saw him a couple of weeks ago he's managing a, an R and B artist named Lucky Day okay um, and so they were at the uh, um, House of Blues out here in Dallas. Okay. And so I was able to spend some time with Sam. So it was really great. He lost his father to uh, uh, recently within the last uh, year, year and a half. And was that also the COVID or just? No, no. You know, it was just, uh, I I forget. um, Most of the stuff that we had, uh, the losses that we had weren't COVID related uh, per se. You know, Um, it just, it was just freaky. Yeah, I mean, it just happened. But a yeah. loss during COVID is a big thing because you can't do funerals. You can't, right. you can't know, you got to yeah. wait. It, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. And not and not to uh, the harp on the situation um, uh-huh. um, with Marcus. I know it is people deal with addiction different ways, you know. And with so, Brian. Well, well, Brian, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm Brian. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm mixing them because I'm seeing them both on stage now because the question I was asking, uh, when you've heard that story about Brian and getting into it on stage and pushing, yeah. I mean, well, what did that do for you? I mean, did you reach out then and try to no. salvage you say? Look, yes. look, let me tell you, we yeah. were. Uh, all right, so the reality of it is, um, and I got to be really careful because legally I, I got to yes, be sir. careful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Understood. But, um, yeah. but we had reunited. In fact, they reached out to me. I wasn't going to go back into the music. Game. I was just going to keep doing ministry and this and that and the other. Yeah. And around 2010, Brian and Mark came to me. And um, and they were like, um, hey, there's about to be a, 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 there's a big buzz about 1990s music and everybody's asking, where's Color Me Bad? We know you're doing the, the whole church thing and things like that, but if you will, just just think about, you know, coming back with us, do this reunion. In fact, you could be the, the pastor of the, of the group. <laughs> and I wasn't going to do it. I literally was not going to do it. I, I had formed my lips to say no. And the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, don't reject this offer. And that freaked me out because I'm like, wait, hold on. I said, give me two days, guys. I need to talk to my pastor and I need to pray about this. And when I prayed about it, God told me, he said, there are people that I love that will never step foot in the church and I'm going to send you to them. Mm. And he did. It was really cool. One of the best stories going back out in this uh, was this this gentleman? Uh, he was in uh, Pueblo, Colorado. He was a he was a promoter. Mm-hmm. Had his wife had just left him and um, over some stuff, and he was just spiraling downhill. Young dude, big big Hispanic dude. I mean, like a football player. This dude was huge, 
but he was just cussing all the time and drinking, and he was just wilding out. Mm. We sat in a quiet uh, during during one of the breaks, and and somehow the story came about, or the conversation came about that I was a Christian. And he was like, "What? You're, you're a Christian?" I was like, "Yeah," because his mom and dad were telling him about Jesus. And he was like, "What?" So so that sparked his interest, and then we began to talk. And I shared some things with him, some some things that I had gone through in my life. And by the time we we talked, I mean, this was after I had left him. We talked for about two hours over the phone. This man said to me, I thought I was bringing you guys out for a concert, but I know now God had a different plan. I was mm. supposed to bring you out so that I, I could get closer to Jesus. And because of you, I'm rededicating my life to the Lord. And he, we're, we're friends to this day. Wow. To That's this awesome. day. And God has changed yeah. his oh, whole yeah. perspective. And the cool thing about it, yeah, I'm a licensed minister. The only wedding I've ever done was uh, his. It, I, when they decided to rededicate, God brought them back mm. together. They have a beautiful little family. And it's it's just That's a beautiful so thing. Awesome. So awesome so those story. are the type of things that, that God did that mm-hmm. honored his word and having me go back. Um, So... But one of the first questions I was asking, mm-hmm. or that I asked Brian, "How are you on your, your drinking?" He was like, "Well, I'm I'm addicted. I mean, I'm not addicted." He said, "I'm committed to being sober, mm-hmm. you know." And so I took it for that, you know. I, and and then after I prayed about it and God confirmed that it was going to be for a season, I decided to go back. Um, and we did really well. I mean, we were, you know, I wanted to. I'm. I realized that I was really good in business. I'm a per, people person. People like to to deal with me a lot, mm-hmm. and like you said, you know, um, I think jealousy kind of crept 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 into that scenario, and there were some things that were were eventually done that were really shady mm-hmm. towards me. Um, but Brian, we thought. Um, was going to be a liability because once he, he, he turned, turn, he would turn into a different person mm. when he would yeah, get drunk, you yeah. know, you know, how you know, drinks are. Yeah. So he's not the person that, that you know and love. Right. So we had made the executive decision to, to replace him. And, and, and it was meant initially, Hey, get some help in this time and then we can revisit it, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think he, I think he got upset and just never did it. And, and this, and he had other people in his ear, I believe too, but nonetheless, um, so we got this other guy, Martin Kimber. And then next thing you know, um, uh, we did a show in, in, um, in Bali. We were overseas mm. Um, things had gotten so toxic with with Brian and his wife that I I just I had to block them. I wasn't dealing with them. And I received a uh, uh, late at night. I received a, an email, um, and Brian had changed his his email address so he could reach me. And he started telling me about how you know he and Mark have been talking behind my back and now they're going to take over the company and all of this and that and the other. And now I'm a minority. My whole thing was I was bringing the integrity mm-hmm. I felt back into the group and mm-hmm. what we were doing. And they, they just stripped it basically froze me out. And so I ended up the long story short, I just ended up leaving. But this is the thing. 
right is right and wrong is wrong. So when you're talking about the whole pushing thing, I said, I, I did a video and I posted it on, on Facebook uh, right after that incident. I said, watch what's going to happen. I said, somebody, this is an attempt to save Brian's life. Mm. Right or wrong, mm -hmm. this man needs help. Mm -hmm. And people around him are just using him. And y'all going to end up killing this man or allowing him to die. We're going to read about him if somebody doesn't step up and be accountable. Yeah. You know, and lo and behold, I, and I told him, I said, even with, um, with this situation, watch. Guarantee you there are going to be shows after this because it's not about his health. Mm. And lo and behold, everything that I laid out was everything that happened. Wow. that happened. So when you talk about what did I think about it, I knew what it was. Mm. In fact, I mean, to be perfectly honest, there were many, that ain't the first time. There are many times I jumped in and saved Mark mm. uh, from Brian. And I was like, bro, you ain't doing that. Nah, yeah. we ain't having that. You know what I mean? So, but again, it's not... It's not Brian. The person that I fight for is the one that I knew back that you in knew. junior Brian, high school. The, the one knew. that I love. He's yeah. a really great guy. Yeah, he is. He is a really loving. I mean, he's a fun, funny guy. But when he drinks, he's just another beast. Different ball game. Mm -hmm. I got you. Well, I'm I'm glad we actually kept going because I'm glad that story came out first of all of a person you met. That's wonderful. So let me let me go here. Um, Good, the bad, the ugly. All right, let's All right. right. What are some of the things that you take from the past when you grew and called me bad and so forth that you actually, that fuels you with your sermons now in your ministry? Uh, well, you know, I, okay. One thing that's really great, because if you look at, if you look at me, if you mm -hmm. look at um, just the industry, mm -hmm. I mean, let's look at, you hear hear stuff about Cardi B. Mm. You uh, you look at what happened with Will Smith. On the surface, everybody seems like they got it together. Right. They've yeah. they've they've reached for this. They've done all that they can do to reach this status, and it's still empty. Mm. Yeah. Empty. So what 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 I get out of that is. Listen, you can have all of this stuff. And I remember, I remember the night that I gave my life to Christ. And I was just, it was June 1st, 1997. I was going through a lot of stuff. I really hit a rock bottom in my life. And, and I knew my life was about to turn. It was going to, it was going to make a turn. It was not going to stay where it was. Either going to turn for the better or it's going to turn for the worse. Mm -hmm. but it's not going to stay where it was. And I remember saying to God, and nobody was around me. I was in a room by myself, and I challenged Jesus. I'm like, you keep saying you, you mm -hmm. want to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. I mean, I keep hearing this, but, I mean, are, are you really who you say that you are? Because if you are, I need you to change my life because I keep trying to do the right thing. The more I try to do right, the worse things get. And I remember saying, and I'm speaking out loud by myself, mm -hmm. I said, I can't do it. And it was in that moment that I heard the sweetest voice. I'll try not to get emotional. I heard the sweetest voice. The creation 
recognized the voice of the creator. The son recognized the voice of the daddy. And he just said so lovingly, and there was no condemnation. He said, now I have you where I need you. I heard mm-hmm. that as clear as day. Mm-hmm. And I knew in that instant when he said it, it was, you keep trying to do things your way. And outside of Christ, I was merely existing. And that's what we're finding. Yeah. You can have all of that stuff, but there's still this void. You keep trying to fill this void up that only Jesus can fill. Mm. That's it. And so, you know, the enemy will always offer you a, a solution, but there's going to be holes in those always. It's never going to last. And so I realized in that moment, I was like, I don't, I don't want to exist anymore. I want to live. I'm tired of it. Because mm. I hated myself at that moment. Yeah. And God loved me into loving myself, and then I was then able to love others after that. Wow. That's what I take from it. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I love doing what I do. <laughs> Got an interview and a sermon yeah. all in one, boy. Let's I'm, go. I'm good. I'm, that boy good. <laughs> yes, I love the story about going yeah. back on tour and meeting that guy. That, that yeah. That's, that's, Wasn't that wonderful? That's yeah, a highlight. Is. That that's is. a highlight. All right, yeah. so before before we close this out, yeah. one last question. We'll go Come on. Let's talk about family. Yeah. So when did you meet your wife, man? And, oh, bro. And daughter, right? I have uh, no. I have four, four kids. Okay. Yeah. So I only met the wife and the daughter. Yeah, yeah. I have. Okay. I have a son. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I was kind of wild. <laughs> so three baby mamas. So three baby mamas, and um, and those, and I'm just transparent. Those are the ones that made it. There were others. Kids just didn't make it into life. Yeah. Um, but um, but I had one in Oklahoma, one in New York. And one in um, in California, and I knew nothing at the time about love, because mm. I didn't really love myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I loved my kids. So there was no female that I knew of that I loved like I loved my kids. I assumed that was what being in love was like. Mm, okay. What I felt about my kids. Mm-hmm. So I was the king of yeah, I I love you but I ain't in love with you. I mean, like, I love banana pudding. I love my dog, (laughs) you know, but I ain't in love with you. So I was going through these females and it was, it was at that moment. And I'll be honest with you. I ain't going to get too graphic, but I'll I'll say this, you know, that night, June 1st, 1997, Mm -hmm. I realized I was, God was wounding, swooning me. And, and I was, I knew I wanted to settle down more. I knew I wanted to, really try to make a difference but i didn't know who cuz cuz you know when you're in that in that in that celebrity status if you will mm-hmm. you don't know who likes you for you or if it's just the fame just like right. new edition said in the song right. you know is it me she wants it or, me or is she wants or is yeah. it my fame you yeah. know and so but you know i use it to my benefit i was just like <laughs> well i guess it's all part of me let's go yeah. but when all of that settles down and you want substance I found myself by myself. You know what I mean? I was just all alone. So in my mind, I'm going to be honest. I'll put it like this. All I required for a wife, she had to have, she had, she, she need, she need to be black or Hispanic. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Black or Hispanic, pretty face. Let me, let, how should I put it? Take it away. Slamming body. Slamming body. There you go. Just <laughs> that. And just quite honestly, just kind of, <laughs> Want to 
Yeah. Do it all the time. Right. So <laughs> those are the criteria, and hopefully we will get along. You know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Everything else so, all right, so, so this is the thing. So I'm sitting, I'm standing in this room, and I realize this revelation hits me. Hold up. God, if you who you say that you are, then you love me on a level that I cannot, can, cannot comprehend. And in fact, it's, it's weird. I want y'all to really get this. Mm-hmm. You want to bless me more than I want to be blessed. Mm. You understand yeah, that? Yeah. I knew I wanted to be blessed, but he wants to bless me far above that. Mm-hmm. So when I said, so I said, I remember that night I said, well, forget what I want. God send me what I need. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I because I it. almost got. I, I I I gave the ring. I gave a ring one time to a girl because she busted me cheating. Mm. So I gave her a ring. <laughs> that was, Throw some jewelry on it, you know. And that that you know, it wasn't that ain't that ain't the right thing. So I encourage anybody that wants to get married. God knows the answers. Give him a shot. Mm. And speaking into your life and directing it. Um, and so she was pregnant. This girl was pregnant in, in California at the time. I didn't think it was going to be my wife or anything. She was white. She was beautiful, slamming body the whole nine. <laughs> but I just didn't think, you know, I had to, because the, the relationship I had before that was uh, the girl was a rapper. In fact, she was on on New Jack City soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. Girl named Essence, uh, she ended up passing. We had a daughter together. She passed uh, a few years ago, um, but um, but she was just—it was just straight pro-black. I mean, it was just like you know, just hanging around Tupac all of the time or something like that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I went from that, and you know, I had that stigma in my head every time you know a brother rise up. In, in, in fame or whatever, he always go get a white woman. So I was like, I ain't gonna be that. I gotta be a voice for my people. So I was, I wasn't even look, looking out for her. And that is exactly what God said. Mm, yeah. So we got into a situation to where, I, even though I didn't love any females, I knew I loved my kids and I needed them to know I was daddy. So yeah. I was making trips. <laughs> and yeah. so when, when, my, when our daughter was about to be born, I knew I needed to be there with her um, I was going to stay about a, a month just so my daughter could get a, um, you know, adjusted to me. And then I would, you know, make trips back. But that month turned into six months. And for the first time, I was like, she was all I was thinking about and all I talked mm. about. And, and the Lord, you know, put it upon my heart. He was like, I can't bless you like that. We were living together and she, he was just like, I just can't, I got blessings for you, but you got my hands tied. And I knew mm. he wanted me to make it right with her. And so I did ask her if she would marry me based off of what God said. And then when I told my mom, because my mom knew how, how wild I was, I said, Mama, I, I'm, I'm, Tammy and I are about to get married. And she said, married? And I was like, yeah, yeah. She said, I said, I think I love her. And he, she said, you think? And I literally stopped and I said, I do. <laughs> like one of those cheesy movies. Right. I do love her. This is what this feels like. This is what this is. <laughs> and that was, uh, and we got married November 14th, um, 1997. And we, we'll be celebrating uh, 25 years in November. Wow. That's what's oh. up, man. And I used to be a dog before getting married. 
Yeah. And I got a great track record now. Yeah. Oh, that's thanks to up. God. Yeah. You can shout out to who her. you need to change for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you, and I will say this, and I, and I know, uh, yeah, I want to close, but I'll say anything, I got anything honorable, mm. good, uh, inspiring for me is all because of Christ. Mm. I I don't know if this is the platform for, but if Brother, you get your, me, today is your platform. If you ask me, yeah. you get me. Yeah, you get all of me. So yeah. I'm gonna say it unapologetically. Unpo- yeah. You get Christ. I mean, Christ is the one that changed my life. And and outside of him, you wouldn't like me. You wouldn't have me on on your maybe because of the nineties, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have liked me. You wouldn't have been inspired by me. Now I know a thing about identity. Mm. Identity comes through intimacy with God. And it's not about what anybody else says about you. It's what God, your daddy, says about you. And when you know what he says about you, it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you. And you walk in that. And that gives you the confidence. And then we need to learn legacy. We need to teach the next generation. Teach them and train them. Because now I'm almost 53. I'll be 53 in, in June. Man, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know how much long I have. We don't know. But I do know that this younger generation that that may not know anything about Calling Me Bad, may, or my influence may not actually reach out to them. Mm. There are some people out there that can't. Yeah. And I need to impart into them. And we need to, especially men, mm-hmm. we yes, as sir. men need to impart into them. And women need to impart into the women. And they need to see the example. Mm. And we just need to love on each other. It's all about, about loving mm. one another. And not being in competition oh, with each other about what you got, what I don't got. And, yeah. You know, you know, it's like the old school when you sit at the table with your brothers and sisters and you tell your mama, you got more old Kool-Aid than me. And you get mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need to stop all that. Just love each other. I've got you. Just continue to love each other, man. I'm telling you, I, I got to say this one more time. I got to repeat this. I love what I do. I love what I do for moments like this, mm-hmm. KT. And I really, really appreciate it. Man. I thought it was going to be just cool and we go, all right, kick it. You did something more for me, so I mm. really, really appreciate that, man. From an interview to a sermon, I love every piece of it. I was taught uh, years ago um, by a, a radio legend, I would call, Sam, uh, Sam Putney. Mm-hmm. I used to have a radio show here, and we we sat down, and we had a meeting while I was in uh, radio school. And he said, the best show that you will ever have or produce, or every, every every time you get on the radio, try to produce a good show, but the best one is when you take people on a roller coaster. Mm. This is a roller coaster. Oh, man. I, am, man, that's, man, that's I appreciate it, man. And so oh, you're a blessing to me, dude. Oh, I, I truly oh, appreciate it. So I know that you don't do much of social media, but is there anywhere else that people can follow you so they can kind of keep in contact with you or maybe want to so they want to stop by and uh, visit visit the church? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, I, I do have a, I don't even know what the, I mean, look look for me on on uh, social media, Kevin Thornton. You'll see me behind a microphone. Um yeah. And that would be my picture. I don't even know what the address is because it's, I, I guess, it's, a lot. I got it. It's, it's on, I, 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 yeah. already, po- it's I already Google posted. Kevin Thurman. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, yeah, go to my page. Kevin I've tagged you in a couple things. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so you can see me, see me on, on, on Facebook. I, don't, I haven't done a lot of social media um, other than, than just the Facebook peri- periodically. Um, but one thing that I do, you know, in giving back, I am, um, uh, I'm associate pastor now just recently. Um, at Without Walls Church, uh, 3625 East Loop 820 South in Fort Worth. Um, and we have, we're known for our food distribution. So mm. it's really wild because um, 
uh, it was wild because we 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 uh, we decided uh, my pastor decided that he not only wanted to just give people food, but he wanted to give them hope. Mm. Um, if you know anything about that area, it's right in the middle of the hood. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, but we're known for our food distribution. We serviced right before COVID over, you know, 250,000 individuals with free food mm. every, we, every, uh, a year. We were doing it. Wow. Then COVID happened. We were doing it once a week. Then COVID happened, and we, we pushed it to uh, two days a week. We do it um, Thursday and Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., um, and you just go in. You don't even have to get out of your car. We we um, we we service you, um, uh, pack you up, and 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 uh, get to move along. Uh, but since we have a warehouse, and we're not a mega church by any means, but since we do have a functioning warehouse, our pastor wanted to. He said, "I wanted to break the cycle of poverty and give people hope." So we're going to start a school of hope. So right. After God shut everything down with the Color Me Bad reunion, that mm-hmm. was 2015, he told me that. And he said, "But so we're going we're gonna to write some grants and we're going to get some forklifts in here. And we're going to um, uh, teach people how to operate forklifts and wow. help them get jobs, you know. And so the thing of it is, is we need some instructors. I was like, well, I, don't, I need something to do. So, And I know how to operate forklifts. Yeah. And so I did it. And yo, it's just a blessing. I'm a beast. Yo, you don't understand. I'm a beast at what I do. And I create beasts. Because yeah. the cool thing, God used this to show me that I was actually an actual leader. Yeah. Even in Color Me Bad, it was just a fat, it was a it was a, a mask, a facade, because yeah. I didn't have my identity. Yeah. He used this as well as me being the worship leader um, at church to show me my my identity and and to show me as a leader. And I'm able, I I differ from possibly any other um, instructor that a lot of my students may come across because they're not a, a notch on my belt. I, can, I tell them all the time, I can give you some BS training and you'll be no better leaving here than when you came. Mm. And it'll make me look good. But I sincerely want to see you succeed because guess what? If they're coming, a lot of my students have come out of prison. A lot of them coming off the streets. A lot of them just need... I had a, I had this one guy, man, he would get on the forklift and he would just be shaking. He was so nervous. I'm like, bro, why are you so nervous? Every, every all throughout his life, he was told he would never be anything. Mm. So I told him, and I get emotional about my students. Mm. I told him, I said, bro, I understand that. I understand that firsthand. But if you don't have the faith to accomplish this, Ride the coattails of my faith for you until you get it. Mm. And he got it. Mm. And he just needed somebody to believe in him. And so what I do is I believe in my students. Mm. And I and I give them permission to succeed. Mm. And then I encourage them, go help somebody else like I helped you. Amen. So. Kev, <laughs> hey, Kev, that's all right, man. Yep. Trust me. Trust me. I ain't mean that from the church folks. Oh, that's all right. I mean that. <laughs> Yeah. That's all right, man. Thank you for taking us there. I'm yeah. glad. I'm so glad we kept this going. Once again, I'm yeah. probably repeat that five times when I get home. Yeah. And I'm gonna post it. We kept Let's it going go. because go. we needed that story. You know what I mean? That's how it works, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. We had to keep it going. So man, thank you. 
Thank you, bro. Thank man, you for it's all my that. Pleasure. Thank man, you for hopefully all y'all that. Have me again sometime. Oh, we're gonna, we gonna have to. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get like a whole '90s piece in here. I know a couple more people that perform that stay here in the area. I want to bring everybody right. together. We just turn the lights off and strobe lights. And get it going. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> have a big old '90s party. Say scratch. We gonna take it back today. It's Free cold. tickets for everybody on YouTube. You right? know what I mean? All you gotta do is watch. So no, man. Thank you so much, man, for uh, coming through. I, I see a lot of people uh, that are on YouTube that we are absolutely able to reach. So thank y'all for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who are listening right now to the playback on Spotify, Apple, wherever your uh, podcast format, I know that probably before you pushed the play button, you probably saw that time frame. You probably thought, oh, it's way over an hour. But trust me, trust me, there's a reason for it. So I will make sure I put it out there that people listen, push play, and listen to the whole thing. So I really, really appreciate it. I've been touched by it, man, and this is wonderful. I knew there was a reason I texted you. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I texted you, and I'm so glad you said yes, bro. And this is my birthday weekend, too. Hey. I'm straight. I'm straight. Angela, you got anything before we get out of here? You know, as I always say, lift as you climb. So if mm-hmm. you can do it, you can lift back and pull them up. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, family, y'all know how I always do it. I'm going to leave it like I always leave. And I think my man, hey, KT already touched on it. And that is family. Faith and doubt are two completely different words, yet they have one thing in common, and that is they both believe in a future that has not happened yet. I'll say it again. They both believe in a future that has not happened yet. So when it all falls down, who you going to ride with? You going to kick it with doubt or you going to kick it with faith? We're at the Red Bull Radio Show. We ride with faith. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, KT. Thank yes, you, Angelique. Even you our background noise. Katrina's in the building. What's going on, wow. girl? We hear you. Happy birthday to me. I'm going to celebrate me, and I hope y'all celebrate this wonderful interview. It has to be, hands down, no joke, the best I've ever had. Thanks, man, so, so much for bringing it that way and bringing that, that fire. That different fire, but it's fire either way. Let's go. I appreciate it. Y'all, y'all make sure y'all check us out, of course, on the next episode of the Red Boy Radio Show. Uh, remember we talked about that roller coaster? We're going to go back down real quick on that roller coaster because I cannot leave here without with the classic that brought this whole thing together in the first place. My man mm-hmm. Brian to the forefront. I mean, Brian, look, see now I'm talking about KT to the forefront, and that is Color Me Bad, the classic. I want to text you up. Y'all keep riding, fam. We love y'all. Peace. This right here is strictly for the grown and sexy. Slow it down for me, red boy.
Content and conversations for the culture. Mixed with classics. Uh, uh, on TRBRS. Who you know do it better. Thank you for listening to the Red Boy Radio Show. We'll see you here next time.